Hi there, and welcome along to episode 127 of the JersNet podcast, a totally free and independent Rangers show that is made by fans for fans and where everything is always 100% free. Uh, and as we all know by now, we're 127 episodes in. It's not just the podcast that we have for free here at JersNet, but if you head over to the website at jersnet.co.uk, you'll find a veritable trip treasure trove of entertainment, information, archives, discussion forums, match previews, uh, and generally very, very interesting stuff with some cracking people. So please do head over to the website uh, in your spare time. If you're new to the show, then welcome. Thank you very much for joining. You have joined us at a phenomenal stage of the season. Um, we're all having a wee twinkle in our eye this evening. We're all in a very, very good mood. Um, so thank you for joining us. We're going out live. It's Sunday night. It's just gone 9.30 p.m. Um, so if you're joining us live, then welcome. Please do fire in your questions and comments on the chat. Uh, we will get to as many of those as we can. If you're not joining us live, remember that the show is available for download every Monday morning. Uh, that's Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere else that you get your podcasts. And if there is somewhere that you get your podcasts and you can't find us, let us know. We'll make sure we fix that. Uh, so my name is Ross Bennett. I'm going to be your Jersnet podcast host this evening. I am delighted to be in the host chair because it's been a phenomenal week for Rangers. Um, our own results were good enough, but obviously, as I say, just gone 9.30pm, there's been another wee result in Scotland about 10-15 minutes ago that has made us incredibly happy. Uh, so it's going to be a, a good show and I have to say a stellar lineup as always. Um, two of my favourite, well, people but also contributors to the podcast. First up, Colin Armstrong. Colin, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you? Hey, all the better for that, Ross. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. And quite an appropriately named host tonight, given the result and the team that's just uh, stuffed our neighbours across the road. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, and Ross County, I have a wee connection to Ross County myself. I stayed in the Highlands. Uh, I moved from Glasgow to the Highlands in the sort of early 70s. And Ross County was actually the first, first team I went to see. Uh, my dad took me sort of late 70s. Uh, just for one game. I was too young, didn't really enjoy it, but I've always had a wee sort of soft spot for them, so I chuffed that they've got the result today and everything that comes with it. Absolutely. Thrilled with that. I have to say that's the second time I've heard that story about you seeing Ross County tonight, and <laughs> much like yourself, it's getting better with age. Um, the other uh, A-class guest that we have this evening, Alec Anderson. Alec, how are you? I'm absolutely uh, Spiffing, I think would be the word, uh, Ross. Uh, show number one, two, seven. I'm just thinking one, two, and seven. That adds up to ten, and I think that'll be the only thing this season that's uh, that's adding up to ten. Um, no, absolutely tremendous, mate. And uh, I, I, I don't really have a, a soft spot for uh, Ross County, um, but I think they will be my second team uh, for a good part of next season, anyway. Uh, the, the good thing about getting back to the ground, but to give them a wee round of applause because they've given me as much delight as anybody else this season. That's been what a night. It's great. Just great to be back, mate. It is fantastic. I mean, to to beat them twice, Ross County have beaten them twice, pumped them out of the, the League Cup, um, you know, hammered in maybe not the final nail, but but very, very close to the final nail in the coffin of of the ten. Um Aye, I think we're all we're all pretty pleased with uh, with Ross County. Could, could, could it be said that Ross County has affected Celtic more than any other club? More than any other club. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what Peter Law was to refer? Maybe he got his words mixed up at the time. I don't know. Aye, aye. That must be it. Um, gents, as I say, we have got, um, well, we've had a very good week, certainly. We've got a couple of games to discuss. Now, obviously, we did a, a, a wee preview show. Colin, yourself and David had a wee preview show um, on Friday, looking ahead to the Dundee United game and also talking about Antwerp. So, uh, we're going to revisit that game in just a just a wee moment, but I think the only place for us to start is with today's game. As I say, we're recording this on Sunday, so it's only a few hours uh, since the final whistle went over at Ibrox. Four-one, uh, very convincing uh, success over over Dundee United. Colin, I'll, I'll, I'll come to yourself first. 
this is going to be an overwhelmingly positive show. So I'm going to get the negativity out of the way, first of all. And I, it seemed to me that there was a wee bit of a slow start um, for Rangers, that the first 15, 20 minutes was a wee bit um, lackadaisical, a wee bit I know error strewn. And, and, and we had to rely on McGregor at least twice, maybe three times to, to, to keep us at nil-nil. Um, and, and Dundee United looked very, very dangerous getting the ball on the deck and coming at us through the middle. And is that... Is that a worrying pattern for you that, you know, it's, it's not just this game that we've spoken about this, but looking back through my, my notes of, of previous shows, we've spoken about a slow start before. Um, and I, I don't want to over-egg the pudding, you know, eight, eight or nine goals conceded all season, um, unbeaten in the league. I'm, I'm not saying we're having a problem here, but it, it seems that it does take us a few moments to get warmed up in games these days. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that Stephen Gerrard spoke about as well, isn't it? You know, he said that sometimes we come to games quite slow and other times, you know, we, we do well in the first hour or so and then we kind of fade away towards the end. I, I mean, we were, we were definitely slow today and we did require, you know, McGregor to, you know, get us out of jail. But you, you could argue that's what he's there for. You know what I mean? He's not, he doesn't get involved, you know, most games anyway. He doesn't have a huge amount to do, but when when he does, you know, we can count on him. So that's kind of what he's there to do, I think. I, I kind of agree with Stephen Gerrard's post-match comments today. He sort of alluded to, you know, we were in Belgium on Thursday, back early on Friday morning. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they'd done a light session yesterday. He sort of said he expected the team to be a wee bit leggy today. Uh, so, yeah, I'd maybe slightly expected, but I do think there's... Uh, a little issue there, but see, to be honest with you, Ross, I think most successful Rangers teams that I've, I, I can remember, they've always had that, you know, and that's, they've always had that uh, moments in the game when you think the opposition are going to score, but that's that's why Gorham's such a legend, that's why McGregor's such a legend, that's why Goff's such a legend, you know, all these guys at the right time just made the, the tackles and, and, and the blocks and the saves at the right time. I mean, that, that team in 92 and 93, you know, and especially in the Champions League run, I mean, some of the stramashes they, they got themselves involved in, uh, you know, defensively, I mean, they, they got away with a lot at times, you know what I mean? But that's what makes a great team. We, we don't concede, we come close to conceding, you know, we're, we're maybe under pressure, but we don't crack uh, that often. Uh, so, uh, is that a worry? Mm, no, I, just, I, I think we've got enough there, there's enough defensively we've got enough in goals don't get me wrong you kind of think at some point we're going to run out of luck and we'll we'll maybe find ourselves one or two nothing down in the first half hour and chasing the game but no it's not a huge worry because I think that's what makes great teams great teams don't just go out and absolutely steamroller every every team that they come up against but every club has moments during the game and that's the point where you know a team defensively has to has to sort of stand up and, and, and be counted and they have, you know, every single one of them, Golson, uh, Hollander, Balogun, McGregor, Tav, Barisic, all the guys that have came in at various times, they've all done their bit. You know, that goal today, it's only the, am I right, it's only the, the second goal we've conceded at Ibrox Aye, this that's season. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? They can have as many cracks at McGregor as they want if that's, you know, the current ratio and the current rate that we're conceding. So it's a bit of a slight worry, but it's not going to stop us. Let's face it. Mm. We're, 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 a, we're, a, we're a steam train and, and nothing's stopping us at the moment. You're absolutely right. And I think if you're if you're Mickey Mellon, you look at the, the weapons <laughs> that you have, right? I love that name. Uh, 
<laughs> it was David that pointed it out on Saturday, Friday. Now he said it every time he hear it, I just laugh. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I actually think he's a he's a decent manager. He done okay at, at various teams down south. And if you're, um, I Mickey Mellon, Michael Cantaloupe, then you look at the weapons that, that you have in your arsenal, and you go Nicky Clark, decent jobber SPL footballer, um, Lauren Shankland's proven goal scorer, a couple of other sort of pacey, attack-minded players. You would go right. They've just come away from an exhausting European tie three or four days ago. Have a go, put them under yeah. some pressure, and see what happens. Um, so, so fair enough. And we 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 knew that that was going to be the toughest period of the game. Dundee United have been in good form. You know, they, they had a sticky start to the season, but they've been in good form. Um, they came out, they had a go, and we dealt with it, um, and and kicked on really well. Now, Alec, the the first goal comes in. Um, some lovely work from from Joe Rebo. Uh, takes a shot. Yanis Hadji gets a flick on and, and it finds its way in. I think there's a debate to be had potentially. Was was it a piece of luck or was it an excellent piece of skill from from young Mr. Hadji? Oh, it's it's uh, it's it's skill. Yeah, it's, he's he's done that too often already. You know that he's he's come on really well. Yanis, uh, just that kind of spell. Him and Aribo was coming back from his injury as well. Remember they they come on for the last twenty minutes against Motherwell when. We really needed the win, you know, the last time we conceded a goal at home. Um, and I think they went to St Johnston midweek up to Perth. And uh, I think he and Hadji started. Hadji came on there as well. And the two of them had a great game that night. They were getting ripped in. They were really enjoying it. And uh, I think we've started to notice, even if you go back to the, the great goal against, his, his first goal against Braga last season. And a goal he scored against Hibs last season at Ibrox as well. I kind of a, a winner in the last five minutes. He does, Hadji does that thing where he comes in from the right and he kind of cuts the ball back eh, across the goal. So he's in that position. The goal he scored against Hibs at Ibrox in December this season. He's done that a lot, been in that position and getting that kind of touch. Um, and Aribo just, well, he was, he was just different class today, you know, and I love the manager's comments about him afterwards, talking about how he's a, you know, he's, he's a boss lad and all that. And he, he, he kind of get, you know, he kind of get into training fast enough. He trains really hard. And it was lovely. He was talking about he was coming back from an injury and he had an illness on top of the injury. And it was lovely for us, anybody out there that had doubts about, about Joe Aribo's um well, everybody's got doubts about how I pronounce his name. Uh, um, Aribo, Joe Aribo. <laughs> I think that's why he's scoring so many goals now, just to, to make sure that I've got no no choice but to pronounce <laughs> his name properly. I'll finally remember it. But um I think anybody that had any doubts as to why he went a bit quiet um over a, a period of games now knows it, it was nothing to do with being lackadaisical, it was nothing to do with a, um, a lack of commitment. And um, yeah, his, I thought he was fantastic in the, in the way he moved the ball about. And uh, he's having a go, and and Hadji gets the goal. I think it, in that today, it was reminding me of the Aberdeen game. We beat Aberdeen four 0 at Ibrox back in November, and I think all four goals. Well, one of them was a penalty. One of them was a penalty, but uh, the other three goals all came from deflections. You know, and I think Derek McInnes tried to use this to kind of you know ameliorate the the, the damage at the end. He's usually you know trying to kind of uh, soft soap uh, his own fans. But I think there was a lot, of, even from the punters on, even from the, the pundits on Rangers TV today, who I thought were great. There was a bit, a lot of talk of luck and all that. But you know, Joe was trying to score. Hadji did score. You know, Ryan Kent's shot was. He was trying to score. It ended up in the net. You know, and uh, you know, Alfie chasing down the, for the third. It's it, I don't, these people were all trying to score. These players were all trying to score. So um, there was no real luck involved. It just came for absolutely fantastic play. And uh, with Sportsy not being on tonight, 
Uh, because they're waiting for there's another game getting played tonight. I can't remember, they're, they're maybe waiting a bit later. I've not I've not seen a kind of a, a replay for a while of a, that goal, but I'm just going to say Hadji absolutely meant it, and we all absolutely meant it today. I think I think you're right. I mean, he he moves his foot to the ball to get something on it. He gets something on it and he scores a goal. I, I don't think there's any luck to it, but I'm really glad you started talking about Joe Rebo and and Yanis Hadji because they're. There are two players, you're right, that have come into some criticism amongst the Rangers support this season for not being consistent enough and for ghosting in and out of games sometimes and maybe not not delivering enough. Um, I got a text during the game, I was going to say from a friend, more of a colleague, um, how many times do we have to play Aribo and Hadji to realise that they don't do enough, of the, uh, do enough off the ball? Um, and he's talking about sort of playing Aribo and Hadji together. Um that was a comment that I received from your friend and mine, David Wren, um, you know, part-time podcast host. Um, Alec, how would you respond to? I've heard a he's a Kelly fan. I, I know. I, so I made <laughs> I made a comment on the show last week or the week before last about how you know he's a Kelly fan and he um, he's not even got a season ticket. He's got no right hosting this show. He then texts me to say that we shouldn't be playing a Rebo and Hadji together. Um, this is the big question I have. Um, Alec, what are your thoughts on on that kind of punditry and insight? I'm I'm, I'm not in the mood for you know having a go at other Rangers fans, especially as the last time one of, one of the last times I was on, it was before the Hamilton game, the preview for Hamilton Aki's, and I was saying this is the worst possible time for them to get Rangers. You know they are they are just in a bad place just now, Hamilton. I hope this game isn't cancelled because of weather, because we are just going to leather it. So they played us off the park, and uh, we were lucky to get a point. So no, I'm not going to have a go at David. And I actually I, I think Aribo's got to. I'm always saying I like him out on the right-hand side if he's going to be in, that, in, in the middle of the park. I like him out on the right-hand side. I like uh, Glenn Kamara to be over to the left. So, of course, I think I tweeted that and then two seconds later, you know, he, he does, he walks it in from the right and he and he, we get the goal. But the second half, the goal he, put, he pings in when he's coming in from the left, you know, kind of shuts me up as well. And and Gerard was, was pointing that out. Basically, that he wants to play, he wants to play you know, closer. To, he wants to play up front. Basically, he wants to play in you know, kind of one of the false tens. Um, we need him uh, sometimes for a bit more kind of dynamism um, alongside, particularly Jack and Davis. Uh, but I think he's just happy to play anywhere. And I was thinking about the goal he scored against Braga. You know, where he, he just gets shoved into left back, um, and then he goes and scores absolute wonder goal uh, against Braga um, in, in the home leg last season. So. He's just uh, a, a piece of class, and the main thing is to have him on the pitch. I can see why people there's a bit of lack of pace, maybe with Hadji. Um, and I think you saw that the first chance we created today, um, before United had their chances, first couple of minutes, we flashed a ball right across the from the left, uh, right across the goal, and there was nobody there at the back. You're thinking Balogun isn't Tav, and Hadji isn't quick enough to get in the end of that. Could this be a problem? And by the end of the game, you're just you know no problems whatsoever. No. No. Well, thankfully, David saw the error of his ways and has actually sent me a, a statement that he'd like me to read out on air. Um, I would like to publicly apologise to Joe Aribo and Yanis Hadji for my ill-informed opinion on their ability as midfielders to play in the same team at the same time. The comments were made in a private WhatsApp chat with Ross during the game and both players proved me wrong. They are better at their respective jobs than I could ever dream of being at mine. David. Um, Colin... Is there any way back for David as a as a podcaster here? What do you mean any way back? <laughs> was it was he at any level in the first place? <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a charity job having him on, isn't it? 
Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure David will come back. Aye. You know what I mean. But the the, the Kelly fan stuff, he can't shake it. You no, know I mean? too many folk are coming. We, we all know. We all know. And he was he was talking about being in a pub in Kilmarnock on Friday Friday night show there, and that doesn't help. No, no, he's going to get a reputation. Um, right, Colin. The 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 second goal comes in from from Ryan Kent, and as Alec absolutely rightly points out, that um, he he took a shot. He meant to score it, and it goes in. Um, we then get the absolute wonder strike from Joe Aribo, as you say, Alec, cutting him from the left. Um, and you know, I think Aribo said in his post-match comments that he'd been he'd been working on putting his laces through it a little bit more and adding that side to his game, which which is fantastic. But the goal I really want to talk about is is from Alfredo, um, and obviously hilarious goal. I burst out laughing when it happened. I actually think the Dundee United keepers is a good keeper. Um, I think he's okay, but that's just terrible luck and. Um, it had been a big week, Colin, for for Morelos. I think he was he was wonderful against Antwerp and deserved to get a goal for for all his, his efforts. And you could see today a couple of efforts that went wide or you know got blocked and just didn't quite work work out for him. He he deserved a goal today, didn't he? Yeah, he probably deserved a goal. His overall play, I think, since he's came back uh, from his, his his suspension there, he's looked. Really hungry. The goal scoring, it's certainly not at the same level as it was last season, but his overall play and his link up play, I think he's shown since he's came back, you know, when he was suspended and, you know, we brought in, you know, Eaton and uh, Roof and, you know, he, he kind of did. I think Morelos has maybe fallen into that category. You don't really know what you've got until he's not there. If you know what I mean, and it's when he comes out of the team that you start to realise actually, you know what? Even when he's not scoring, he's doing so much more. Uh, so yeah, it, I mean, it, it, his goal today. Don't get me wrong; it's lucky. It was like one of the ones. See the fives, and you've been in for ages, and you're wanting it, you know, and you just deliberately chuck one in. So you say to somebody else, right? It's your turn. In it was a bit like that. When I'm just going to kick it off him so I can get out of goals for ten minutes. Uh, but you've it was you know freakish and a, a bit lucky, but. You know, he, he chases it down. He doesn't give it up. You know what I mean? I, I thought his touch, he's not the quickest Morelos and when he tried to beat the boy for pace, I thought he made the wrong decision but, you know, even when he loses out and, and the defender lays it back, you know, Morelos doesn't give it up. He chases it down and that's all you can do. You know what I mean? And then the goalkeeper, I don't know what he's thinking but he does what he does and it hits off him and it goes in. So as, as fluky as it is and as sort of comical and funny as it is, as a striker, He's, he's got to say to himself, and I'm sure Gerard was saying to him, you know, you earned it. You chased it down, you narrowed the angles, and, and you got the reward. So even though it's not, it's not a great goal, uh, he does deserve credit for it because, you know, it would have been very easy the minute the pass back went back for him to say, right, okay, I'll drop, get any position, blah, blah, blah. But no, he's, he's chased it down. So no, he deserved it. And he's, yeah, I mean, I've, I've criticised him uh, in the past, and, and this season I've, I've kind of, been a wee bit frustrated with him at times because he hasn't scored the same amount of goals. But, you know, you, you can't deny what he brings to the team. You know what I mean? And I think we've seen that uh, over the last two or three weeks when he wasn't there. You know what I mean? I think we looked a, a far more threatening side over the last couple of games uh, than we have of late with him there. So, yeah, he definitely had something. No, absolutely. And and obviously, we don't know the, the prognosis for Kemar Roof, but it seems an injury that's recurring and, and could keep him out again for a number of weeks. And, we need an Alfredo who's hungry and wanting to score goals, and um, I was I was thrilled for him. You could see it; it meant a lot to him. And I think well, he, he smiled, saw, and he didn't do that very often. No, you know I mean? but he saw he definitely saw the funny side of it. I think as well. And you know, I, I I love Alfie. Um, I, I think he's 
he's brought so much more to the game than just scoring goals. You know, you think actually back to uh, Thursday, he he won one of the penalties mainly by getting his getting his shirt pulled. His layoff for um, Aribo's goal, I think, was was excellent. His layoff for Ryan Kent's goal was very well weighted. Um, sure, he got another assist. Another assist today. I'm trying to think which goal it might. He, he, have been. he was involved in the penalty as well. It was him that gave the ball. To exactly. That's it. That's he was involved was in all of. four goals on Thursday night. Yeah. So you know? he's 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 doing so much stuff. He's I think he's getting a little bit cuter with his his link up play. Um, but I was I was thrilled for him to score today. Um, and I think you know the the the, the exceptional goals that we've seen Morelos score. I mean, think back to Porto at home last year. That goal, still one of my favourites I've ever seen from him. Um, the number of important headers he scored for for one to career in off his hip. Uh, it's just it's another weapon he's got in his locker. Um, now, Alec, one maybe slightly more disappointing aspect from today was uh, a fairly early withdrawal for Ryan Jack. Um, unclear necessarily what what that injury was, but he's he's missed a, a bit of football this season already. Um, how much of an impact do you think that that could have for the team, and 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 what are your thoughts on on him and his, his you know sketchy injury record this season? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it's not tragic. It's not sad. I'm trying to think of the right word, but it just it's a weak and a spoiler. I, um, he's such a he's a class player to watch, Ryan Jack. I think he's invaluable to us. Um, the way he came back in after the last injury. You know, he come on, I guess, Ross County, oh, my favourite team. Um, he was fantastic. He just slotted back in there as if he'd never been away. Yeah, he's so classy. I think he does a lot of stuff that doesn't get um, kind of noticed by the, the fan base at large. Um, I just think, see, see, when you, I start seeing Ryan Jack doing that little thing, he does a wee kind of shove shot at the snooker, at this push of the ball with the outside of his foot when he's laying it off. He did it um, the goal at Easter Road where him and Aribo, Aribo and Davis are, are teeing up um, Alfie for the goal. It's, it's a lovely wee movement. That's me and he's in full flow. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm always gutted to see him to see him going. Uh, I know there's a kind of, it's almost like a kind of trope amongst the, the support that if we have Jack and Davis in the midfield, they're, they're, they're the two um, from those two in Kamara. If it's if it's those two were a bit narrow, and I, and I I know there would be people out there today thinking that's why United were all over us for the first one, well, all over us, but we're getting chances for the first twenty minutes. Um, but so in that respect, it was quite a relief to find out from the manager that it was injured. If you know what I mean, it wasn't to do with anything tactic or tactical or anything. It was just he's probably trying to, to feel himself out if he if he's going to play the game. Um, and I thought it was quite notable that Gerard was a bit angry with him as well, or saying he was at least, you know. Um, I think it's a kind of fly way of letting us know Ryan Jack wasn't just coming off the park. You know, he, he was he's trying to play on, he's trying to play through his injury. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think there was, there was talk about him getting it right back as well. We can he can play that position, you know, when uh, Tav come off the other night in Antwerp. So um, no, I, I hope he's there. Like everybody else now, I think we can we can just hope he's there for the title running because it deserves to be like a few other players at the club. Um, but. We also need him for for Europe. Yeah, absolutely invaluable in Europe. So I hope he's back quick, and it's going to get to that stage. I bet like it as we we riff just now. If you get you see guys, they keep getting injured, and you see that look in their face, and they're like, "Oh no, here I go again. I'm off for three weeks. I'm off for four. It must be absolutely devastating to them." I know their footballers are paid well and all that, but you know they just want to play the game. And uh, every time mm-hmm. they have to come off with an injury, you're, you're worried for them. But no, he's, he's a cracking player, and I wish him all the best getting back as quick as possible. I think that's a really really good point. Imagine. Imagine being a player with the dedication of, of Ryan Jack, the dedication of Kemar Roof, and getting injured now. We're seven seven points away. 
you know, you, you, we're, we're, there's a very, very good chance we're going to an old farm game away, needing one point to win the league. That's that's the game that we we would all dream of playing in. Um, so it must be, it must be really really gutting. That must be sort of akin to getting sent off in a cup semi final or something. It's a beautiful situation to be in, where we are starting to just count down to the moment it's secured. You know, but I think you're also everyone we've been through the past you know ten years and the past few years back in the top flight, Alfie. Yeah, I think you're looking at other players like Alfie, like Tav, and you're just wanting it for them almost as much as you're wanting it for yourself. And I think that like we're talking about Alfredo, I was so happy to see him getting the goal today, whatever way he was going to get it. And they always say that about strikers who are going through a drought. You know, eventually the one that breaks the drought will be, you know, off your backside or whatever. Um, and we're all hoping that Alfie gets to do that at Parkhead. So I was glad to see him getting a wee goal today because I think he's... We don't need Alfredo Morelos to score. The way he's playing this season, we've got other players that will score and he's doing so much great work round about the box. But I think Alfie needs to score to keep himself mm-hmm. on the right side of that huff. You know, so he's so he's applying himself to the rest of the, you know, to everything else that he can do. Um so I, I was great to see him getting a goal because we've got some really cru- crucial games coming up, you know, and I'm, I'm glad to see him back on form. And the same thing applies to all these players. You know, um Tav, I saw him go off the other night. I just my first thought wasn't about how it's going to affect the season, not even that game the other night. I just thought if there's one guy who deserves to go and lift that trophy on that park, it's him. You know? No, you're right, absolutely. Um but but it leads us on nicely. Tav Tav did go off and it's actually quite a, a strange sight seeing Tav get injured and it was um sort of simultaneously heartening and disheartening to see him try and play through that because it really showed the character of the guy, I thought. But but Colin, he's 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 out. He looks, you know, there were photos of him wandering around the, the stadium today and um, Clive Tilsley, who was a very warm welcome back to uh, commentary duties, I thought, was mentioning how, you know, there's whispers that this might not be as bad as we first thought. And that's that's fantastic news to hear. But for the time being, Leon Balogun has come in at right back. Um, and there were some options, you know, obviously Patterson may have managed to party himself out of a jersey at the moment, but... Um, Ryan Jack or Leon King. There have been a couple of options. Le- Leon Balogun gets the starting jersey at right back. Um, what have you made of his performance, not just today, but also you know filling in for a, a large part of the game against Antwerp? I mean, he's, he's played, I, I, I'm sure I read after the game, he, he comments attribute to him that he'd played right back. I think it was at Sheffield Wednesday or something like that, one of his previous clubs. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not he's, he's, he's not the same type of player as Tav. He's, he's Definitely built for a start. You know, he's not got the same mobility and uh, I, I don't think you're going to get the same sort of consistency when it comes to delivery and stuff like that. He's delivery into the box. However, uh, you would have to say that so far he's, he's stepped up. You know what I mean? Now, if this had happened earlier on in the season and, you know, you were saying there that, you know, it was being suggested today that, you know, Tav's not going to be out for too long. But if this had happened earlier in the season and Tav was going to be out for a while, uh, I would probably be a wee bit more concerned, you know, especially if the stuff you know around Patterson was was happening. But I think we're so close. There's just that, you know, all hands on deck. We're so close to this. Just everybody do what we need to do, and I just think that's the spirit that's in that team at the moment. You know, I I I, I don't think there was a huge amount of worry when when Tav went off injured because I just, I just think there's such a spirit in the side, and now it's just like right, well, I need to fill in here. That's fine. I'll do that. You know what I mean? And he's done it. You know what I mean? He's done it well. I don't. I can't think of. I mean, obviously, I had a few issues again with Rangers TV, which we'll go into later. But I, I missed quite a few chunks of the game today, so it's hard to comment on his on his whole performance. But from what I saw, 
Uh, I didn't see anything that, that made me worry about him in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I'd be happy for him to stay there. And, and it looks like, I mean, there was there was a wee snippet of Tav in the stands walking about. And was, I mean, there was a slight limp, but he seemed to be moving freely. Uh, you know, no cast or anything on the leg or crutches or anything. So it seems that it, it could be positive news. So uh, it might, it may well be that the, the Balogun is only there for a, for a, a short period because obviously it, it looks like Ryan Jack's out again for a, for, yeah. a, for a wee while. So I think it'll be Balogun for the foreseeable. But no, no real concerns there so far. It's like what I've done with Dave McPherson, isn't it? you know what I mean? Just stick, just stick the big boy out right uh-huh. back and let him get on with it. You know. But is 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 there a difference? You know, I think I, I remember. Um, you know, he played it right back a couple of times for Brighton, and he played it right back for for Mainz, Mainz in Germany. Um, but is there a difference? I mean, I don't mean to disrespect either of those clubs or or even make assumptions about the way that they play. Um, I can't say I've watched many Mainz games, but um, I'm sure Alec has. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there a difference between playing right back and playing right back for Rangers in the style that we have? You know, the, Tavernier and Barisic are kind of iconic players for us now. They, they, yeah. they glue the whole thing together. Um, and I don't think of I don't, I don't think we've seen Balogun score. I can't remember Balogun scoring for Rangers. I mean, he's only played maybe a dozen or so games. But um, is there a difference between playing right back and learning to play right back in this high intensity system that we have? Yeah, but the, I mean, there's there's maybe you know a tweak to that system. You know, there's maybe you know instructions for for, for, for Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale that you know to. To the rest of the guys, look, you're not going to have the same amount of options out in the right as you, you did with Tav. And I think that David spoke about it on Friday, you know, on, on, on Thursday night, it was, it was Barisic stood up, you know, and he was going up and down the, that left-hand side and a lot of the stuff came from him on Thursday. So, I mean, there is a difference. The system that Rangers uses is very much reliant on the, the two fullbacks getting forward. And, you know, when, you're, when he sits with your two holding midfielders, it's almost as if... I always feel that Rangers' sort of style of play and what they're trying to do is to get teams in and hem them in, you know, and just keep them in there. You know, once once they're in a certain part of the pitch, keep them in there. If they lose possession, we try and get it back quick and just keep them in there. Uh, and your two fullbacks are integral to that. But, you know, you can tweak systems and all the rest of it. And I'm sure that the players will be understanding that, you know, I think, again, I think Balogun said on Thursday night that he's not Tavernier. He's not going to be able to do the same sort of level as, the job that he done, but he can still do a job, and it will get us through the next however many games until Tav comes back. You know, it's, it's not going to be, you know, wholesale changes for the next six months or whatever. It's just stopgap situation. He just needs to do what he can do and and do the best job for the, for, for for his teammates and for the club, uh, and everyone else in the, in the team needs to realise that we maybe don't have the same option out 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 on that flank as we do. Although you're maybe looking at other players coming in. I mean, there was suggestions that, you know, maybe Wright would come in and offer something on, on, on that front in terms of delivery into the box and stuff like that. So there's options, you know, and I think that's a good thing about this side. that We're not really hemmed into one sort of thing. You know, if, if we lose one player, we've got options there. I don't think, if this had happened, you know, a couple of seasons ago, I don't think we would have had the same options. It would have been a bigger problem. Uh, but we're close to it. And I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think I think the big man will do as well over the next few games. And uh, I hope Tav's back in time for when we get over the line. Because mm-hmm. uh, it is a win now rather than an if. Uh, but if he's not, then the big man will do a job for us, I think. Yeah. I mean, there was there was one moment in the first half where he, he beats his man for pace, whips an incredible ball across 
um, to the back post and Morelos should have scored. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was at that moment you sort of go, hang on, we're going to be fine here. You know, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. He's solid, he's dependable, and he's shown a bit of versatility, I think. You know, I never would have thought that... I know he's a quick defender, um, and that's something that he has maybe over Philip Hollander is his pace um, in, in that sort of battle for centre-half jerseys, but I never thought he had a delivery like that, and and it should have been a, it would have been a wonderful goal if, if that had gone in. Um, but Alec, Colin has mentioned there um, Scott Wright, who's come in, and, and we've seen him a couple of times now. We also got our first glimpse of Jack Simpson this week. What were your thoughts on on their two performances today, albeit briefly? Yeah, we, we went through a few months of uh, talking about Scott Wright. We don't really remember him playing for Aberdeen. And now we seem to have segued that into Scott Wright. He looks he looks good. You know, I just want to see him a bit longer. What he's seen, what he's seen him playing for is a bit longer. And he, he kept that up today. He came on against Hamilton that game and looked a bit sharp and maybe a bit shy because he was it was his first turnout for the team. Um, and today he was getting more into it uh, as well. A lovely wee interchange down the left-hand side with uh, Joe Aribo. Um, a smashing counter attack. That's something I love to see us do. Um, teams, I, I like the way, I like the way, the goals we score. Maybe we'll talk about the Antwerp game later on. But it, when we go the full length of the pitch at pace and with accuracy, it's like it's letting teams know if you attack us, it's actually going to be worse for you. You're better off just staying in your box and defending like hell, you know. And I think Wright adds to that. He's got pace. He's incisive. He looks like he's got good good game management as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, we're just waiting to see the best of them. Um, the big fella at the back, welcome to Scottish football. I think, as uh, Shelley Kerr said, um, absolutely. There's a there's a danger. I always think, you know, especially young fellas um, from England, they're looking at the Scottish uh, top flight and they're thinking, well, it's either Rangers or Celtic. It's just a cakewalk, you know. No matter how often they'll have been told the minute they get in the door. These teams are hard to play against. If you imagine, you're, Simpson, you're walking into that team today and you're thinking, we've lost one goal at home in the league all season. This is this is easy peasy. Um, and he just didn't follow, he didn't go in for his, his tackle heavy enough. Um, and he's, it, it's cost us a goal, which he, and if he was under any illusions that that goal means nothing because we're, we're 4 nothing up and we're practically winning the league, you can see Griggs letting them know, ah, it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so that's, that's a wee wake up call for him. Didn't really get a chance to see the big guy uh, for any length of time, but that's it's good when we've got Balogun having to come in at right back. It's good to have another a kind of rotation. We've got somebody else we can bring in if we have any problems with our centre halves because we're going to need Balogun at, at, at full back for a couple of games. So yeah, the, the two of them look promising, um, and I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them. You know, kind of move on. Yeah, no, I think that's um, that's a very good way. But I've enjoyed watching Scott Wright. Um, you know, I, I love that we that, that piece of play down the left um, with with Aribo was was excellent. Aribo's first touch there before he lays it off again is is just sublime. But and you could see actually the frustration from Wright when it when it didn't quite pay off. Um, so I, I think there's I think there's a player there. You know, I, I don't think he's um, Ryan Kent, Yanis Hadji, automatic starter, but I don't think he's. Glenn Middleton, Greg Stewart. Oh, I remember him. Kind of material. So, um, hi, good, good signings. Good, astute business, and and I'm happy, happy to kind of have them in reserve and 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 ready to go. Now, just in the last couple of minutes, as we talk about Dundee United, I, I kind of had a negativity sweepstake. What in you know what element of negativity do I want to talk about? Do we want to talk about a missed penalty and Borna Barisic not being good enough at penalties, or do I want to talk about Rangers TV? 
Um, Colin, I think I'm going to throw over to you. I, I know that you've been having some some real issues with Rangers TV ever since the platform changed a couple of weeks back, and it's um, it's still affecting your ability to watch games. I know that, as you said a, a moment ago, you missed big chunks of the first half. I know that you and your, you shell out on two season tickets, one for you, one for your boy, and, and uh, you're just not getting a, any product at all at the moment, not even a product that's poor, no product at all for all that money. Uh, well, I, I'm getting a product, but I'm having to pay for it again. I'm having to buy the match pass. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, we spoke about this when they announced they were changing it. You know, I think we all questioned the timing. Why do it mid-season when it could cause problems? And, you know, if you're going to get problems, then, yeah, fair enough. But, you know, I've emailed them umpteen times saying, look, this still isn't fixed. Can you fix it for me? Uh, I had to set up a separate, a separate account on RTV with my wife's email address to allow me to buy a, a match pass. So that's the last three games I've had to buy a match pass. Today I had issues trying to connect it to my TV, which meant that that's why I was struggling to, to see the first half because uh, it was connecting and then disconnecting and it was just it was just all over the place. Uh, so yeah, frustrating, really frustrating. The the fact that I've had to, you know, £800 for two season tickets. I've only redeemed one of the vouchers. You know, you get your two vouchers one for each season ticket. So I've only redeemed one of them because, you know, we, we both watch uh, on, on, on the TV in the living room. So to not get a service is, is bad enough. To not even get an email or a reply from them is just, in my opinion, unforgivable. I've seen that other people with, with various bits and bobs and, and issues with it. Other people seem to be getting in with no problems at all. Uh, but no, I mean, it was a St. Johnson game when it started. You know, I missed the first half of that game because I couldn't get access. Uh, I had real issues. Uh, what was the last game at Ibrox? What was the last home game? Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't get in on on my account again. So I had to. I had to buy the match pass again. Again, had issues connecting it to the TV. Uh, and then again today, you know. And the thing is, because you don't get access until half an hour before the game, you have this panic. You know, you're waiting to see if you get in, and then you don't get in, and then you're running about trying to fix it. Uh, so I mean, the first time it happened, I was I was frustrated. The second time, because I'd emailed them, I'd, I'd emailed them before the St Johnson game because they put out content when Simpson and uh, Wright signed on uh, deadline day. So they put out content that night saying season ticket holders, you know, your virtual season ticket holders will get access to this. And I think that was basically a test to see if you could get in or not. And I didn't get in then. And that's when I emailed them. I emailed them at that point saying, look, I cannot get access. Can you fix this for the game on Wednesday night? No reply. Uh, I got a reply on the Thursday or the Friday after the St. Johnson game, which was just a stop reply saying, you know, delete cookies, uh, delete your cache, all that stuff, which I'd done. Log in, log out, done it all. Uh, I emailed them on Tuesday there saying, look, this still isn't fixed and I still haven't had a response. So the first time it happened, I was frustrated. The second time it happened, uh, I was angry. Today, I was just like, why did I even bother? You know, this football club obviously don't give a toss. You know, if they, as long as they get my 800 quid, they seem to no bother. And that's how I felt today. I was really pissed off at the day, I must admit. If it wasn't for Ross County, I'd still be very pissed off sitting here now. But they've managed to lighten my mood a wee bit. But no, it's unforgivable, really. It really is. You know, given, you know, the, the level of support that a lot of supporters have given the club, be shelling out for season tickets when they knew they were only going to get access. I think the very least the club can do uh, is ensure that everyone who has shelled out gets access. I, I think I think that's the that's the key point, isn't it? It's that um we knew we weren't getting in this season. 
you know, maybe the, the very optimistic folk are saying sort of January, February, March, let's see what happens when we take over into 2021. You never know. But we sort of knew we were never getting in this season. No. And, and and I've said before, you know, not meaning to sort of blow smoke up your arse, but you buying two season tickets, knowing that you and your boy are sharing the same device to watch it together. Yeah. It's um, I, I, And that we're now, we're not talking about we might win the league. We're talking about we might win the league in a Next fortnight. <laughs> um, so the uncertainty around that, I mean, are you considering throwing sharks in car parks or I mean is there any other way of getting attention no I don't know I wouldn't do that I, I mean I, I, I don't know how I'm going to get attention to, to be fair to the uh, the SLO you know he he got in touch a couple of times on Twitter to you know try to fix it but I, I think it's fixed now they, they, they contacted me uh, uh, Greg contacted me the day saying he thinks that's it fixed but I've still not received any confirmation from Rangers TV in my inbox so yeah it's disappointing it is it's just it's so disappointing and it, it's a bad day when you're looking forward to hearing Andy Walker and, you know, Craggs and Ian Crocker because, you know, you know at least you're going to fucking see the game. You know what I mean? I, I'm less stressed out listening to them. When it's an away game now, I'm more relaxed going into it because I know I'm going to see it. You know, when it, when it's a home game now, I'm like, oh, here we go. Am I going to get in? Am I not going to get in? Uh, and, I've, I've you know, I've had to spend 30 quid again over these last three games. So, aye, it's, aye, it's disappointing and uh, it's something they need to because I do. It's not just me. I think there are other other supporters out there with issues, no. and it needs to be fixed. And with with the greatest of respect, uh, you know, we, we we've got a, a good number of subscribers and listeners now. We we wouldn't have just spoken about that for five minutes if it was just yourself. Uh, no. um, we know that there will be there will be listeners that are having the same problem, and and so I just want to say it's it's not just you. Uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of people having these problems with Rangers TV. I think Greg does a phenomenal job as the SLO. Um, I, 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 I fear for his DMs and his I, inbox by the way must be tough must be but um, it's a pivotal part of the season it's a pivotal part of any sort of Rangers fans life at this moment you know getting 55 and a recovery of, of where we've been we need to be able to see it we really do and the frustrating thing is you know they've, they've obviously improved the actual content you know what I mean Aye. you've got Clive Tylesley there you know Neil McCann excellent you know and they've had Sunnis and Walter Smith no, the, 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 the level of punditry uh, and, and what's, what's, what's her name again, Shelley? Shelley Kerr. Yeah, she's no, excellent. She, she, excellent. She's very impressive as well. No, so the actual product has, has improved. You know what I mean? I just kind of get access to it, which is uh, pretty frustrating. No, no, you're right. Um, gents, I cannot believe how quick the time is going. It's been a, a phenomenal evening. Um, we'll, we'll leave the Dundee United game there. I just want to take a moment to... Uh, to mention one of the partners that we have here at Chairsnet, which is footballprizes.co.uk. We've mentioned them a few times now over the, over the, the course of the last few weeks. Um, it's a competition, a, a company that runs competitions and raffles to win some truly spectacular Rangers-related prizes. Um, there's no there's no raffle, no competition on at the moment, but I believe there's a new one launching tomorrow um, and you'll want to kind of get involved in that. So please do head over to their website at footballprizes.co.uk or just keep your eye on the social media of, of, of Frankie and the Jersnet Twitter channel because... Um, the prizes that we've had so far have signed shirts and boots. It's all beautifully presented and framed. Um, really, really good, high-quality merchandise, and it goes quickly. There's limited tickets, so so do take a look at that as soon as you uh, as soon as you see the tweets coming out. Gents, we'll move on to talk about the game on uh, on Thursday at Antwerp. Now, I know Colin, you and David spoke about the game a bit on Thursday, and we don't want to go over old ground. Um, but Alec, we'll come to yourself now that the dust has settled. I know that you were incredibly excited um, at us playing the number one in terms of the matriculation, the number one team in Belgium. 
Um, how do you reflect on on that game and that result? Um, I'm still trying to process it. Um, I thought David and uh, Colin worked miracles in the Friday night. I half expected to tune into that that preview pod and just see the two of them staring at the screen, going, "What the hell? What 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 just happened there, man? It's unbelievable!" We were talking. Uh, Colin and I were talking uh, in the the preview of the Antwerp game about how we thought maybe Rangers needed Europe to get us because the games had been a bit of a grind since uh, since December. Um, I think we were. We weren't really expecting. You know, I think what we're kind of meaning was we're we're getting a bit sick of being nervous at you know leading a game one 0 for so long. Uh, well, we didn't lead the game one 0 for very long. You know, we didn't. It wasn't a grind by any manner of means. But my God, it was the most nerve wracking game of the season. Um, and that, that doesn't sound right because you know it's it's supposed to be a bonus Europe. But I think we're just at a situation just now. Where, as David said on Friday, we've had so many kind of uh, well humiliations, you might want to call them. Um, well, other fans have been calling them humiliations for us over the last few years as we as we fought our way back up. Um, and I just want to see us going out. If we're going to go to Europe, I want us to go to Europe to a team who everybody knows is is a decent team. And the reason, apart from just my basic anal retentive. Um, Thing about European football in general. The reason I was going on for so long and long on the internet about Royal Antwerp was I wanted everybody to know that this was a this was a dodgy game. This was a dangerous opponent. Um, all the goals they scored the other night, they've scored already in the Europa League the group stages this season. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I so absolutely nerve-wracked at the fact we're a goal ahead, we've scored four goals away from home, we're into injury time, compared to when we were 2-0 down to Braga, after an hour in the exact same fixture, the exact same round, the exact same leg last year, why I was just sitting there kind of like, that's okay. You know, is it because I'm just like, basically, I'm more comfortable with losing than I am with winning, but I thought, no, what it is is, Braga, everybody knew about Braga. They'd been in a European final quite well, you know, 2011. Um, They were Champions League regulars, and everybody of any age knew that Braga were a decent side. And I just want, if we're going to go out to Sunday, that's fine. You know, it's okay. We'd, we'd all seen Braga how good they were for that first hour. Then what happened after that was just fantastic. That was real bonus stuff. But I think Stevie G's actually got us to the point now where we're so good in Europe. We're getting so used to us being so good in Europe that we were actually the, the favourites. There was going to be a clear favourites the other night, and it was going to be we would we would see it as a bit of a shock over here if Rangers went out, and it'd be a bit of a slagging, which this team just doesn't deserve right now. They need they need all the credit they can. They, they deserve all the credit that, that should be coming their way. And I'm, I was just so happy to see them do it. Apart from that, anything else, the game itself, the way it went, it was nothing to do with Rangers. I mean, there were two injuries in the first half, two key injuries, and then the very game that you lose your penalty taker, you suddenly get two penalties to a referee who you've been thinking reminds you of all the proven cases of bribery in Belgian football down the years. Um, no, it was just, it was, it was absolutely unbelievable. The two penalties are against two different goalkeepers. It was un, unreal. Um, but it wasn't just that, it was just... It was the fact that I wanted to make sure Rangers were going to go out. If we're going to go out, we should go out to somebody. Good. But we're not, we're not through yet. We're not through the next round yet, you know. But I think it's also 1961 uh, is the last time I had a quick look at it today where Rangers have won the league, clinched the league title while they're still in Europe. And that result tonight, I think, would mean we could actually do that, um, even just by getting through to the next round. So it's on. You know, and I think having been through so many bad times during the years, to see is to be able to look back at that game the other night and just see it as a classic. 
you know, like a kind of return ticket from all those crazy games we had in the lower leagues um, that were so bad for our reputation. To see us, to see us doing that the other night it was just it was, it was it was great for the soul. It was great for the bones, you know. And um, I just hope we finish the job. Well, if it's 1961 since we last won the league while still being in Europe, can I be so bold as to assume that that's never happened in any of our lifetimes? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, I, to be honest, Colin, it wasn't you I was worried about there. It was, well, it was borderline well, for Alec. But. <laughs> well, we're not, we're not still in Europe when we won the league at Airdrie that year, no? In no. 92, 93? No, I would say right. that was May. It was, it was, I, I it was a few weeks, but we'd gone out and I think it was April, the game against uh, CSK Moscow, I think it was late April, Colin. April. And, um, right. I think the, the game at Airdrie was because that was the first one I thought of today when I was going through this in my head. Yeah. I'm probably wrong, you know. I mean, I have been I've been wrong before, believe it. But uh, <laughs> aye, that was that, that was the one. I, that was the one I thought. Um, but no, no, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal start there. Um, you see, we will see that getting used by all the journals tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, I'll win the Daily Record and the Sun <laughs> and all the rest of it as original <laughs> content. <laughs> It'll be all over Twitter. Fat Gate makes complete mistake. <laughs> <but Rangers Yeah>. <laughs> No, David Wren's already typing that out for the Dundee Evening Telegraph. <laughs> They'll run a right of that. Um, Colin, I, I, you know, I, as Alec mentioned there, there was a hell of a lot that went on in that game and um, overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I think we all probably came away and I, again, I watched you and David on, on Friday and it, it was a magnificent feeling winning that game and, and, and a real sort of roller coaster, a bit of a cliche, but a real highs and lows. But if we focus on the kind of the defensive side, um, there were some some real frustrations. The obviously their their penalty, I don't think we need to really consider because it was a nonsense. But the the goal that they scored from the the header it was a free header. But then the, their third was again one of these so not too dissimilar to today, attacking us through the middle, ball on the deck, and and scoring because he's got too much space. Are there are there elements that you think Gerard will need to work on to assure safe passage on Thursday? Well, yeah, I mean, I think if you can see three goals, uh, you, you've obviously got something to work on. One thing I will say is, uh, I, th- I think Stephen Gerrard fancied it on, on Thursday night, you know, and I think you can see that. I mean, traditionally, I think we spoke about this on Friday, myself and David, you know, when we're getting beat 3-2, I mean, normally in a away game in Europe, you would consider that not a bad result. You've got two away goals, you've got a decent platform there, and you would maybe even see a Rangers team settling for that and just saying, right, just keep it 3-2 and, and give ourselves a good opportunity. But no, we're, we're constantly going for the third. We were pushing and probing, going for it really brave and going for it. We get the third. So again, you would maybe think, right, that's it. We've got the third. Sit in it, you know, and, and, and take that back to Ibrox. But no, we went for the fourth. And I've seen people suggesting on, on social media that if you listen, even after they score the fourth, you can hear Michael Beal and you can hear Gerard barking and shouting for them to press and to push and to attack. You know, so I, I genuinely, and, and he, he made a comment prior to the game, Stephen Gerrard, about them missing a few players that makes me think that everything about Thursday night was go for it. You know, the, the, the game is there to be won. We can win this game. And if you win the game, you've given yourself an excellent opportunity to win in the tie. And maybe be doing that, you're leaving the, the back door open a wee bit. I don't know. In, in terms of the first goal, I think there's a wee hint of offside in that, the free kick. I think if you watch it back, there's a wee hint of offside. That said, one thing, I'm questioning why it's Borna Barisic that's picking up that big guy. I don't know why it's not Conor Goldson or Hollander. I don't know what's happened there. 
the second one was just a strange one. I've watched it a few times, and I think it might be Joe Aribo who loses his loses, and that's again. You know, I don't want to go in heavy on the guy. You know, we've got a great player in Aribo. There's absolutely no doubt, and he showed that today. His his goal and his performance, but there is questions I think about his you know his tracking back and his defensive side. I mean, he had that. I don't know what it was he was trying to do when he put that boy clean through. You know what I mean? And McGregor had to pull the save. I, I, I still, I, I don't even know what, what it was he was trying to do. He, he sort of thighed it. You know what I mean? Is, is he trying to thigh it 30 yards back to McGregor? I, I don't know. So, yeah, there's, there's things to work on, but I, I, I do think maybe some of it came from the, the instructions for that game being, we can win this, so go for it. Even when you're 2-1 down, 3-2 down, go for it. You know what I mean? So, if you're going for it and you, you've got that sort of attack emphasis and you're you're shutting players down and you're high pressing, there's maybe a chance you're going to leave yourself a wee bit more susceptible at the back. And that's maybe why the game was so... I mean, the last 10 minutes was just... Mad. <laughs> it's just it was just unbelievable. It was just end-to-end. So, yeah, need to work on stuff. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can't be too negative about winning any game away in Europe, really. No. You know what I mean? Uh, so especially at this stage in the tournament, you know that takes us into what the last sixteen. If we if we if we get through on Thursday, That's then aye, things to work on. But I don't think we can be too harsh or negative. No, Alec, you were desperate to come in there about your <laughs> I was just going to say, did did you not? Did everybody not know that was going to happen? Oh, hundred percent. <laughs> That's what I mean. My head had gone. You just weren't. It wasn't because we thought Rangers were been in any way particularly bad. It was just stuff was happening to us in that game, um, and that's what that's what Royal Antwerp have been like. And we they're kind of they've got that kind of esprit de corps thing, you know, kinda, a bit like us in ninety two, ninety three, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, this boy will remember. <laughs> I know, but a bit like us back in ninety two, ninety three, where we were just who cares? Bring it on, you know. what I mean. And I think Royal Antwerp have got a bit of that because they've not been, you know, they're only back in the flight, top flight, uh, four years ago for the first time in like thirteen years. This is a, this is already the third best run in Europe ever, easily. The first time they ever get through a group stage, so they don't really, they don't care. They're just going for it, yeah. and that's what happens with teams like that. Sometimes they have that kind of mad season where everything they touch turns to gold, especially Rafailov, who could make anything turn to to gold. He was just, you know, the, the penalty he got and everything. Um, so when the time uh, thing he was going through and go, we we're like, oh, this this is he's going to he's going to muck up this bas- this pass back. And uh, Griggs was there to save the day. It was, it was an amazing game, but it's going to be about a year before I can enjoy it. Aye. It was. By the way, before we move on, sorry to cut over you, Ross, but sure. you have to you have to. I mean, the two finishes take the penalty out of it, but the two finishes, <laughs> you know, the, the headers are cracker. I mean, Aye. I know you can question the marking, but you know he's looked a header in for eighteen yards. Another guy's. That's a fine finish as well, you know. He's just Hang on. he did he did the same thing against Ludogorets in yeah. their, their last home game in the group stage. He scored the exact same goal, and uh, Rafailov will put the ball on anybody's head. He did, did the same away to uh, Lintz, uh, last Lintz in the group stage. Uh, he gets a free kick in the right hand side. Uh, he just whips that thing in and he puts it right on right right on a guy's head. Um, so I I mean I'm not I mean I think we're heavy favourites, but the one thing I will say is they lost one they lost one nothing at home to Lintz. Uh, in the group stage, and then they went over to Lintz and they won two 0 So <laughs> just keep her, just keep her feet in the ground here. <laughs> don't, don't don't be jinxing us, Alex. Come on. <laughs> no, and I, I know that they they only managed to draw today. You know, so they've yeah. I think they've had a lot taken out of them. Um, but it's 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 phenomenal. You've got me and Colin here doing shite patter about 
you know, David uh, and all sorts. <laughs> and you're you're talking about Royal Antwerp versus Ludigarets and the way that the boy puts the puts the ball on the guy's head against Lintz. And you go, I've no idea. I don't know where Lintz is. What's that going to do anything? I know. Sorry. Um, right, gents, we've, I have to admit, the agenda has gone out the window because I've enjoyed talking to you so much. But um, we've got a couple of minutes left. I, I have to call out Ryan Kent's goal, which I thought, you know, he was uh, allegedly had a wee niggle in his knee a few days before the game and was given a, a rest. Um, he, he comes on, he, he shines, in my opinion, a, a phenomenal performance from Ryan Kent on, on Thursday. And that goal um, was, was spectacular. Uh, it, it was reminiscent for me. It was reminiscent of Joe Aribo against Braga a year ago. Um, lovely little layoff from Morelos, takes the ball past two or three defenders and, and, and batters it in the top corner. I'll come to you both, but I'll, I'll start with yourself, Colin. We've scored some phenomenal goals this year. Um, or sorry, this, this season, both in Europe and domestically. I'm thinking Kamar Roof from his own half, um, Kamar Roof in the home game um, against Benfica, was it against Liège? Can you mind? Um, we've had Jermaine Defoe against Livingston in the league with the one-touch finish. We've got Ryan Kent. We've got, uh, sorry, Ryan Jack against Kelly a couple of weeks ago. James Tavenier against Dundee United. Where does Ryan Kent's goal from, from Thursday kind of rank against all those other greats that we've had this season? And I mean, it's, I mean, they're all very different goals. It's, I mean, it's, it's top quality. I mean, it's a top, top goal. Uh, I mean, he's so direct and you can, you can't uh, discount Morelos's no contribution to it because he, the weight of the pass that he gives them, you know, if, if he if, if he hits it too short then or, or hits it too uh, too close to him, you know, Kent has to change his stride, but he, he cushions it just so that he's, he's still in his stride. And I think it was John, was it John that, that, that texted me on the Friday to say there was 10 bodies in the box, 10, you know, Antwerp players in the box when, when Kent's taking that ball and gets a shot away. So from, from that, sort of aspect alone it's, it's it's top draw you know the pass sort of he, he gives a pass he, he follows his pass takes the turn we shimmy takes two or three out cuts it inside crack I mean it's it's, 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 a, it's a top top goal where it features with, with some of the others well I'd have to sit down and think but in, in terms of a, of a goal in its own right that is that is top draw and he's see celebration on, on Thursday there was a wee bit of, it looked like he was angry it didn't look like he enjoyed the celebration it was more a sort of angry kind of celebration and it felt to me it was almost like he was angry at himself you know because he hasn't really hit the, hit the sort of top heights recently and and, and and like his celebration was all about there you, you can do it you know what I mean when, you, when you're in the right frame of mind you can do it almost like he was telling himself I can do this and, and don't get me wrong he didn't uh, he got his goal today. I mean, he wasn't outstanding, but I thought it was a better performance than we've seen of late, you know. And so it's maybe sometimes it's something like that that just sparks something in a player, you know what I mean? Because it, 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 he certainly scored more goals last season, you know what I mean? On the, on the goal scoring front this season, he sort of struggled. He's looked like a bit of frustrated, a, a player that's frustrated of late. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you were talking earlier on, you know, if it just hits off your arse or shimmies on off your knee, once it goes over that white line, that's the thing that just clicks you back in again. Uh, and, and hopefully that's 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 what it'll do for Kent because I think, I don't think you can understate his impact on Thursday. You know, I mean, that second half, he was he was so integral on everything that, that, that we've done. And even when he doesn't play particularly well, I think he's, he does keep defenders 
you know, right, I need to keep an eye on this guy. He keeps him occupied. So even though he's not playing particularly well, I still think defenders have him in the back of their mind, which is enough. If you're just occupying a player, then then, then that's enough. So, yeah, great goal, great finish, and I hope it, it sort of re-sparks him because uh, when, he, when he performs to the level that he can perform, he's, you know, he's a top player. No, uh, absolutely. Alec, how about yourself? Does that maybe rank in your, your top three or your top five of this season so far? Uh, top five, yeah. yeah. I just think the iconic photograph of uh, Diego Maradona um, against Belgium, the 1982 World Cup, and it's just him and a whole line of Belgians in front of him. Uh, well, I think that's out. I think that's going to be outdone now uh, through the ages. Right, <laughs> Ryan Kent, with a picture of ten other Belgians, and the thing is, Belgium won that game against Maradona. You know, so Ryan Ryan actually comes out a winner. You know, so um, no, I think you've had Kamar Roof doing the same thing differently. He's beaten four guys in his own half, slaloming through them, and then leveling it in from uh, the halfway line, and then we go to Ryan Kent. Uh, get into a box, just even the Rangers players that are in there are get could potentially get in his way, you know. Um, but as as much as we thought uh, Joe Aribo was going to make a wee hash of that pass back, the minute Ryan Kent dropped that shoulder because it was that kind of game, this is going to I'm going to move my seat here. Um, absolutely sublime. But in between those two kind of goals coming from extremes of the park, my favourite, I have to say, I always love a team goal and the goal at home against Galatasaray when we moved it from one end of the park to the yeah. other. And then it was almost like the second goal at Benfica. I mean, it's against Benfica, the Stadio de Lodge, to see Rangers, to see Ryan Jack. He was just trying to make space for himself, but it was like he was saying, that goal against Galatasaray, we nearly went the full into the park. I think I'm just going to go to the actual touchline and make this the full into the park. That was just a thing of absolute beauty. Um, although I might be kind of uh, biased because of where we, where we scored it and the opponent we scored it against, but it's been an absolute joy. We've got a manager um, who is renowned um, for European glory. Not just the Istanbul, two weeks before his 21st birthday, scoring in the, a winning Europa League final, um, a UEFA Cup as it was then. And it was the highest scoring European final of all time. And Gary McAllister, his assistant, scored in it as well. A guy we've seen pinging one into the top corner um, for Leeds into the Copeland. So they're breathing kind of European glory into these players. And uh, that's what we've looked like this season. A team that can just just scored wonderful goals in Europe and it's been an absolute joy. No, and, and that's that's the best way to leave it. It has been an absolute joy. The journey continues on Thursday, um, 5.55pm. I just cannot, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait for the draw. Uh, I don't want to be getting ahead of ourselves, but it's it's been so exciting and so enjoyable. And Thursday was such a, you know, from a neutral's perspective, it must have been wonderful. From my perspective, it was hell and and incredible at the same time. Um, but we, yeah, we go again on Thursday. Uh, as I say, we're now seven points away from the league. So this has been a hell of a show and very, very enjoyable. So <laughs> but I think we'll, we'll have to wrap it up there. Um, I'll say a massive thank you to Colin and Alec for joining me. But on a night like this, it's not too much of a chore. I'm sure they both enjoyed themselves as well. Um, the, the show will be back, of course. We'll have a preview show on Wednesday night. We'll be talking, looking ahead to the um, to the return leg at home against Antwerp uh, and, and hopefully or Royal Antwerp to give them their full title. Um, and hopefully sort of looking ahead to, to who we might face in the next round as well the show then the kind of flagship means she'll be back next Sunday same time same place that's 9.30 and available for download every Monday morning as well uh, in the meantime please do head over to the website at www.jersnet.co.uk and also support our partners over at Football Prizes um, the only other thing to say is thank you very very much for joining us please do stay safe and we will see you next week bye for now <laughs>